little city and the city don't know what the city is get the creme de la creme of the chess world in a show with everything but you'll bring her You got on the first try. They've been practicing. Good. Hello and welcome. I'm Metal. And I'm Scob, and you're listening to Podcastman.exe, a podcast detailing our journey through the metal the metal man the Mega Man Battle Network anime. No, the Metal Gear anime. Jack in, Solid Snake, power up! <laughs> the memes, Jack! Oh, the memes. So, uh, happy Metal Gear Revengeance Revival, everyone. Yeah, happy Metal Gear Revengeance Resurgence. I still don't know why this happened, but I'm I'm just enjoying the fresh new memes, and I'm excited for, uh, Whatever YouTubers decide to make a video essay either on the meme resurgence itself or just in the game in its honor. So, you know, that's going to be fun. It is. Uh, But actually, welcome to another episode of Podcast Man. And we've got a good pair of episodes today. Not quite as good as last week's, I'll say, but still pretty solid because um, I'll just say right off the bat, once again, in the dub, we have another round of Scott McNeil. Oh, do we? Yeah, Tora is voiced by Scott McNeil. This was uh, another episode where I quickly figure out what episode it was. Yeah. Once you see his character outline, it all came flooding back to me, and I yeah. was just immersed in the see, feelings that I had the first time. See, I knew... First, I just want to point out that in the dub, we open up on a game of some sort, and at first we only hear like a voiceover that may or may not be dub-only uh, mentioned that the opponent is up against a supercomputer called Deep Gray in this. Deep Gray, yep, yep, yep. Is that in the original too? That's in the original too. All right, good, good. And then, you know, I once I realized that we are playing a game of chess and that that was a deep blue joke, then I instantly remembered this is the episode with Tora, which means we get another round of Scott McNeil. And I especially remember this because, um, you know, once upon a time, I went through this episode and recorded, like, all bits of, like, like all non-chess specific bits of Tora's dialogue. Oh, because... good luck. Yeah, well, no, I did it. I still have it even. And I did it because um, I wanted to basically have voice samples for what me and Dav thought was the correct voice for a true uh, protoman.exe. All right, yeah, that and, works, that works. Yep, and yeah, like I said, I still have it. I'm so glad. (laughs) 
genuinely don't remember how I managed to get the recording either, but yeah. All right. So, yeah, it is the chess. Yeah, it's the chess episode. Except it's not really. Nobody's playing chess. Yeah, let me tell you, I, if it weren't for Scott McNeil being our uh, guest character this episode, I would not give a single shit about it. Like, this would normally, this would otherwise be an episode I completely just skip while watching it for myself. The thing about the episode is, it's slightly entertaining for me, but entertaining in the way that you watch things that make you confused and slightly frustrated. Now... For our listeners, are are you a chess player? Do you know the basic rules of chess? Like, we're not even talking about, do you know how to Google en passant? We're talking, like, do you know that there's a bunch of pieces, they're on a little checkerboard, you can only move one person at mm-hmm. a time, you take turns, each of you moves one piece, and the pieces sort of have restrictions on to how they can move. So, like, right. the horsey goes in an L, the pawns go forward one space. It, it, like that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. If you know that much about chess, you will know that this episode is complete anarchy. Right. Well, hold on now. Okay, okay, there's no Chick-fil-A sauce, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's not complete anarchy yet, but yeah, no, I get what you mean. Oh, I, I just want to mention, uh, since we had that little little deep blue joke, I'm just going to do a quick plug, uh, real quick, for Frederick Knudsen's Down the Rabbit Hole video of Deep Blue, the computer, and the story all behind it, and as well as the whole thing that led up to it quote, beating a human chess champion, just because it's it's a good it's a good YouTube video from a YouTuber that I like his videos in general. So watch that one if you give a shit about uh, chess playing AI. Yeah, Frederick Knudsen of the Down the Rabbit Hole series. He does great videos, and that one, probably one of his best, honestly. Like, I'm not gonna... It's not, like, my personal favorite... The production value, I mean. It does have really solid production value. He gave the chest units stands. You know what? That's very important. I honestly completely forgot that. But yeah, Tora is the name of our dude once again. Uh, he's fighting against this computer, and I guess he does some sort of move that like, his handler calls out as being like an illegal move. Yeah, he just blows up the opponent king. He just he just sends a bomb in. Right. And like yeah, and his and the, you know, the guy that basically runs deep gray is like that is an illegal move. That is fucking bullshit. I challenge you to rematch and it's like, "Oh, that like sure, you can fight me again anytime you want, but I don't think your fucking computer would be able to handle a rematch because the computer more or less uh, shorts out." But, you know, I'm just sort of hearing, like, did, did, so the, did this guy just, just straight up cheat then? I don't know. And it's going to become worse as we go forward in the episode, and we will point that out later. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but I have a question to ask you about the dub. Oh, yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. In the original, Toda has a Kansai accent. 
And that gets handled in one of two ways whenever they dub things. Either it's full Southern or full British. Which did they go for? Neither. It's just pure Scott McNeil. Amazing. Like He's it's not yeah. even doing an accent. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. You could argue that maybe, like, Scott McNeil's, like, typical, like, cartoon voice has kind of an accent. But, like, yeah. Just picture Proto Man's voice from Ruby Spears. Like, tone it down. Like, a, like make it, like, sound like a little more like a normal person. And th- that's Tora. But he's definitely still got that cocky, that cocky tood to him. But it also just makes it a little weird that, like, we've got, like, voice of, Pro- of Ruby Spears Proto Man as a chess player. Just pure Scott. Just pure, unadulterated Scott. Amazing. Yeah. Also, in the original, his opponent behind Deep Grade was speaking or trying half speaking English. Oh, that's fun. And so was Deep Grey. Oh, fun. He destroys Deep Grey. And after his match, he's sort of like lamenting, like, oh, I thought that thing would give me a real challenge, but that was kind of lame, actually. Isn't there like a real chess opponent I could take on? And motherfucking Shadowman.exe reveals that he can, you know, just show up onto other dudes' PETs. Either that or Tora just has like really shit security on his or something. But yeah, Shadowman kind of just like appears behind. Tora's net navi, which is kingman.exe, like, um, not king as in classic king. Think like just like a chess king. It's kind of boring, actually. But yeah, so he shows up behind him and is like, hey, I know someone who could give you a good challenge. And Tora is just immediately like, sure, whatever you got, I'm in. You've activated him. He's going to find a challenge. One pawn man. He, you know, I, I think to- it's fair to say that Tora is a high int, low whiz kind of person here. Yeah, I guess. I guess. High int to be like good at chess, low whiz to do this. It sort of seems like honestly in character for him because when he arrives in Dentec City from the other city. There are three chess masters waiting to pounce on him, okay? This is true. This is true. We'll get to them in a second. But first we, you know, go through another scene. We've got uh, our usual gang of kids. They are sharing that Mesa has apparently opened up a food stand. You know, obviously they are predicting it's going to be seafood based. And I would so fucking eat at like any sort of seafood thing that... Uh, Mesa would open up. I trust his seafood completely to be good, fresh as shit, caught by him with his bare fucking hands and delicious. I trust it too, but this stand makes me kind of sad because of the eternal struggle between takoyaki tastes good, but octopuses are so smart and cute. Yeah, it is that struggle because yeah, he reveals it is main. It is a takoyaki stand. They don't actually say takoyaki in the dub. Oh, but I do have a question. Mm-hmm. When they first realize that Mesa is making some sort of octopus food, do the kids react with 
disgust. No, they're good. It's awful. They're so intelligent. They're so they're so cute. They're so investigative. Okay. They're so okay. baby. I know they are so baby, but like chickens are babies. Pigs are babies and also very smart, but very tasty. Yeah, well, I don't eat pork either. Well, good. I I I'm sorry. I don't have that strong of a of a moral backbone. <laughs> It's fine. You hunger. We lost some audio here, so the recap is that Lan ordered takoyaki, plenty of takoyaki for himself. However, after Mesa delivered it to him, Tora stole it. Lan looks back down, like, oh, hey, where, where is my takoyaki? Mesa says, I gave it to you. Yes, I did. Are you, like... Say I'm a fucking liar? And Lance's like, no, dude, you didn't give me any fucking takoyaki. And it turns out motherfucking Tora, like, just straight up snatched it as during the handoff somehow. Even though we weren't shown it. No, we weren't shown it, but I mean, you know, I guess I guess he just slick. And he has the balls to, like, say to Mesa, I mean, you're, eh, it's not that great. I mean, the octopus is good, but, like, everything else is kind of lacking, like, the seasoning and the whatnot. Mesa's highly offended. Yeah, Mesa obviously is very offended, and he's just like, eh, sorry, it's no fucking good. And then that gets interrupted by, yes, these three chess-playing punks who have appeared to challenge Torah. And, like, yeah, these are the punkiest. Now, this is where we get a British accent, Scob. One of the guys has a very British accent. Well, good on him. Like, do one of them... Does no! One, like, no? Okay. <laughs> We are making choices. Yeah, we're we making choices in the dub, folks. We sure are. Now, the best part about this upcoming battle is, one, we see no chess in it. Tora takes over the takoyaki stand, which for some reason has a screen on it, and they all plug in their navvies, and he takes on three at once, and then they go... Like, in one attack, he blasts them off into the stratosphere. Yeah. So, Lan is under the impression that this is a regular net battle. Right, and so are we, because you know. Because that's how it works. And you could be led to the idea that Tora had sabotaged a chess game earlier if you weren't paying close enough attention. Right. So now you're like, oh, it's the sabotager of the chess game. But no, it's, it's quite a... Oh, God, I love the reveal. Yeah, no. But also, yeah, I just want to emphasize that Mesa's Takoyaki Sand has an Ethernet port that Tora plugs into. It has multiple Ethernet ports. Yeah. So yeah, so Tora just instantly obliterates these three punks at once, and like he goes on, and like in the dub he goes on to say like, oh yeah, my famous Trouts of a Bouncing routine, which is like, again, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? It's just Scott McNeil. It is just Scott McNeil. Like, did, what? Like, is is anything like that said originally? Yeah, yeah. He has some sort of uh, phrase that I don't remember exactly. Okay, okay. Very well then. <laughs> and this is when my first, I make my first note. I'm not gonna actually like say the post now, but I make my first note of something something Tumblr chest post. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. 
after stealing his food and kind of just like be like being a cocky ass in general, Lan is like, all right, I'll fucking fight you. And Tora, this motherfucker, isn't he's not satisfied to just like have a net bell with this kid and win. No, there's gotta be fucking stakes on the line. And not just like fucking uh, like give up a battle chip or something. No. Tora like m- challenges this kid to give up his net navy if he loses. And Lan agrees to it, even after all the kids like are saying to themselves, oh, Lan wouldn't fucking do that. Like he cares about Mega Man way too much to risk him like that. Nope, he agrees. Yeah, and yeah, Yai also, she's here now. In fact, like, you know, there's a moment of like, what the fuck? Like, Tori is like, when did you get here, Yai? And it's like, oh, I came here as soon as, like, you know, the crowd started showing up. Or like, when it- when I saw you on TV. Yeah, saw it on TV. Because, yes, there is a crowd of people and, like, newscasters now come to see Tora challenge this guy. Because, yes, as it turns out, he is a big fucking deal, even though he is just a chess player. Lan is like, who- wait, you're famous? Who the fuck are you? Tora and everyone else kind of acts like, what the fuck, you don't know this guy? Like, but it's like, no, why would he? He's not a chess player. Why would he know this guy? Apparently everybody else he knows is a chess player. Yeah. Lan isn't a fucking nerd here. But keep in mind, he still doesn't know it's chess. Right, he still doesn't actually know it's chess. But like, yeah, it's like, why the fuck should I- Why the fuck should he know this guy? Like, he wasn't in the N1. He doesn't actually agree to Tora's fucking insane rules. But, like, something happens, someone bumps into him, and he kind of, like, stumbles and accidentally plugs in his PET into <laughs> one of Mesa's Ethernet ports. Yeah, Mesa's just for no reason running forward with his stand of takoyaki, and he just falls in. Oops, I tripped. Yeah. And Lan is even like, no, wait, hold up, that was an accident. I didn't fucking agree to this. And Tora, the audacity to be like, no, nah, man, you jacked in. That means you're starting the fight. Like, if you back now, if you back out now, you're a little bitch. Yeah, pretty much. Like, as it's going on, we get, like, a quick cut to see, like, Shadow Man kind of just, like, you know, getting himself comfortable in some little hidey hole in the internet. And it's just sort of like, Shadow Man, how did you know that this guy was, like, enough of an asshole to, like, do this all? Because he see, he's Scott McNeil. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess so. So Lan is still trying to be like, what the fuck? No, I don't want to do this. But Mega Man, ready to enable him and be like, no way, man. Don't worry, Lan. We can we can fucking take this guy. So he, like, shows up to fight, and Tora has the nerve to be like, oh, this little fucking guy is Mega Man? I was expecting more than this little, this little, this little kid. And, you know, we're all like, uh, you motherfucker, how dare you? Him small but mighty. Him small but mighty. Also, he doesn't even really name Mega Man. He's like, oh, well, that, that Navi doesn't look as strong as I would have expected. Oh, he doesn't name him in the dub? Or, I mean, in the original? In the original, no. Uh, and also, there's no cutaway to Shadow Man. Oh. What? Like, yeah. none? Like, none. Ever? Uh, n- not during their their fight. I mean, like, this is 
they really get started, but like we see Shao Man kind of yeah, just no. like Wow, okay. That's 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 really fucking weird. I I maybe they just like did their weird editing. They took something from later because like they wouldn't just that I'm sure they didn't just make up they didn't just have this footage on the fly. They must have just put it in a weird place as they do sometimes. Probably. So uh Mega Man explains what psychology is. Right, yeah, because see, Tora tries to engage in some psychological warfare to get Lan, like, pissed off and riled up and uh, do poorly. And Mega Man, yeah, he has to be like, no, dude, he's trying to, he's doing this on purpose, so you'll get pissed off and fuck up. And then, oh my, then Uh the shoe drops. Yeah. Okay, so, like, where's the rest of your pieces? Right, exactly. Like, yeah, there's this moment where they're kind of just, like, standing there, like, ready to get started, and Tora's still like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Where's the rest of your pieces? And Lan's like, what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean, pieces? Because Tora has just, like, slapped, chip-slapped in, like, battle chips for the rest of his chess pieces. And, yeah, and then this is when it's, like, when it's finally, like, no, dude, this is a fucking chess battle I've be- I've challenged you to. I'm here looking for a supreme chess battle, and I'm gonna fight this kid that clearly does not play chess! He keeps going with it, too, because he, he decides to lend Lan a spare set of chess pieces, and then Meilu comes on in and says, No, no, wait, you can't use those chess pieces. Those are all low-level viruses. They, they're crappy game pieces, and I, I'm thinking to myself at this point, it's a chess game. A piece is a piece. Yeah, a chess, like, normally a chess piece is a fucking chess piece. But apparently in this, like, you know, uh, net chess or whatever the fuck they call it, th- yeah, there's, like, the chess pieces can have levels. Apparently. Yeah. Is it ever explained? No, of no. course it's never explained. Yeah. But before we learn more about that, I still think it's going to be, like, it's going to be chess, and Neto is going to lose very badly because... The hilarity of bringing yeah. Neto, I mean, bringing Lan to a chess game is... Exactly. And we get, like, another shot of just Shaman Man chuckling evilly to himself. And I'm just kind of here, like, bro, don't you feel, like, really cheap taking Mega Man out in this way? Because he's all like, oh, yeah, he's going to get fucking deleted for sure. And this was in the original. Okay, so yeah, maybe they just kind of cut the section in two or something. Or reused it, it's fine. But yeah, and so we get another one I was like, yeah, of fucking course this is a chess battle. I'm a chess player. Like, what, you, you don't fucking know how to play chess? And like, no, he's a fucking 12-year-old kid, 28, and I don't know how the fuck to play chess. Me and Lan, we're not fucking chess-playing nerds. Why, this isn't, like... I don't think chess is as mainstream as, like, the people in this setting are making it out to be. Uh, I mean, it depends on where you grow up. I... maybe. I don't know. I grew up northwest D.C., but then again, you also grew up close to there. But yeah, I'm in the DMV. You didn't go to an all-Catholic school, though. No, I did not. 
So I went to an all-Catholic school. I went to hoity-toity etiquette classes. Yeah. I guess I just yeah. I Sorry. went to operas. I guess I just went yeah. to the sort of people where they're like, oh, you play chess. You were a science chess player at birth. You had no choice. But yeah, so, but obviously Lan does not go to the Catholic school or opera, so yeah, of course he's not a chess player. Thankfully, his good friend Melu is going to be kind enough to lend brain cells here because she steps up to be like, I play chess, I'm gonna make this fight fair and help Lan. But Tora, once again, being a motherfuck, is gonna be like, well, if you're gonna play, then I'll get to steal Roll, too. And Melu and Roll are both, like, very not happy about it and don't, like, exactly agree, but it's sort of just, like, Tora's enough of an asshole to force them into it if Melu wants to help. Lan totally accepts her help because he says... I don't understand anything, but there won't be any meaning to this battle unless I fight it. Yeah, exactly. Lan is like, I don't know what the- please help me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. And we do also get, like, a, a nice moment of Hub and Roll being cute. They kind of, like, take their hands or whatever and are just like, oh, yay, thank you for helping. This I'm glad we get to fight as a team. They are really cute. They're yeah. supporting each other, and Tora is having none of it. He just, he hates it. Yeah, Tora's just continuing to be a fuck, all while delivering uh, signature Scott McNeil. Heh. Heh. Peppered throughout. Robita also shows up to, you know, lend commentary along with Higsby. Because apparently they are big chess fans. I guess so. I mean, you know, I believe that with Higsby, and I kind of just take it as Robio is here because it's a big deal, and, you know, it's still technically a net battle. Okay, and then Tora says something that starts to get my motor running, because he says, the types of pieces are not important. Uh-huh. It's all about how you fight the battle, and I'm like, wait, no, the types of pieces are very important. Yeah! See, now, I'm gonna let you handle what's being said at this point, because, like, I just, even in my notes, I say, okay, now is when the chess battle starts, this is when I zone the fuck out while chess is happening. But you, you can't zone out, because chess is not happening. That's true. You don't, there, yeah, because my next note is, Mega Man, you don't shoot in chess. But he does. Yeah, Mega Man do, just does shoot in chess. And, but yeah, at first, like, he's the only one doing it, so I'm just sort of like, oh, that, like, he's trying to fight the way he knows how to fight. But that, that's not how a net chess battle goes, surely. Also, for mm -hmm. some reason, Black is going first. Oh, that's not... How it's supposed to go? Yeah, usually white goes first. Okay. Tor goes first and he moves his knight. It's funny because at first he's only moving his knight around. And the kids notice and they're like, why is he only moving his one piece? And, like, and I, I just made a note because Dex is like, I don't know, maybe he's just a horse guy, basically. Damn it. I should have noted because like at this point, like someone makes a comment that like he's starting to show like an they name some sort of chess technique as he like you know gets his pieces going proper and i'm sorry i don't oh god it's the beginning of the yeah end. and do you remember what they call if they 
call a specific technique in... Yeah, yeah, they called it, uh, fire in the mountain for... No, uh, wind in the forest, fire on the mountain. I think they got into all of that, like, later in the dub. Like, they just named some sort of maneuver or technique or whatever, and I'm like, is that an actual chess thing? Because for all I know, it could be. Uh, well, all I know is that it starts out, despite Mega Man shooting things, looking like he's using a Von Gate opening. Okay, so that's an actual chess technique, right? Yeah, that's that's where you, you, you open with your left hand, or I mean, you usually open with your left hand, uh, horsey. Did I just say horsey? <laughs> Uh, look no look it's okay i straight up had to like pause and remind myself what like the horse piece actually is in chess i had to stop myself from saying oh yeah he moves his horse horsey he go and it's different from other horsey openings because like opening with the horsey from the right is i say you know if they wanted to be a knight piece don't make it a horse, make it look like a cool knight somehow. I don't know. Like, I get the point. But then it would be hard to tell apart from the other pieces, which are also just headgear. Also, yeah, but, but like, you know, then it, like... Horsey! Also, wait, is it... What's a rook? The rook is just a castle. Alright. It's That's why it's also called the castle. However, in earlier forms of chess, the rook could be replaced or renamed as the uh, elephant. Oh, good. Great. So it's an abstraction of war elephants which had pavilions on their back. And that's why it just charges forward or sideways. Ah, okay, okay. Now, uh, I would like to just read you all a Tumblr post that's gone around. It is from a member of Wayne Radio TV, if you know of those streamers. But yeah, this is very much, uh, like, kind of also just actually my legit reasoning for never wanting to get into chess. The main thing that puts me off of playing chess is that there are 2,000 years of gameplay that hundreds of people with higher IQs than me have spent thousands of hours studying the history of. So much so that when I put the pawn forward, they say, Ah, I see you're going for the Bulgarian sum somersault. And then I try to take their bishop with my knight, and they go, Ah, rookie mistake, you played the Frenchman's cum sock, and in approximately 37 moves, I'll have won. Are you kidding? What the hell are you talking about, man? You are the biggest loser I have ever seen in my life. You was doing heapus in your pampers when I was beating players much more stronger than you. You are not professional because professionals know how to lose and congratulate opponents. You are like a girl crying after I beat you. Be brave. Be honest to yourself and stop this trash talkings. Everybody know that I am very good blitz player. I can win anyone in the world in single game. And quote unquote, oh, Esli, quote unquote, is, oh, is nobody for me. Just a player who are crying every single time when losing. Remember what you say about Firusha. Stop playing with my name. I deserve to have a good name during all oh, my chess career. I am officially inviting you to OTB blitz match with the prize fund. 
both of us will invest $5,000 and winner takes it all. I suggest all other people who's interested in this situation just take a look at my results in 2016 and 2017 Bliss Roll Championships and that should be enough. No need to listen for every crying babe. The Grand Petrosian is always play fair. And if someone will continue officially talk about me like that, we will meet in court. God bless the true. True will never die. The heirs are picked off. I'm really glad we came to this recording with our own, like, chess-related copy pastas. So yeah, that's why I'll never get into chess. <laughs> So back to the episode, Tora is like winding up his actual, I guess, maneuver. And in the dub, he's going on that it's like his signature thing. Oh, fuck. I don't remember how it goes. Like swift as a coursing river, uh, force of a great typhoon, strength of a raging fire. Wait a minute. That's not how it goes. No, yeah, that, that's it. That's it. Yeah, you know, you're right. Mysterious as the dark side of the moon. You're right. No, exactly. I'm correct. That's exactly how it goes. But yeah, I'm just sort of like, you play chess. Shut up. <laughs> you nerd. Now, the thing that they probably cut from the episode and used Shadow Man to cover over. Uh huh. At this point. Yeah. Is that they give Tora's family's backstory. Do they do that in the original? No, you know, no, they did. Okay, what did they say in the dub? They, they mentioned how his dad was a renowned shogi player. And they do actually say shogi. Thank God. Yes, they say shogi, but they clarify that, that shogi is Japanese chess. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me all the ways I play shogi. Uh-huh. I'm not very good at shogi. Uh-huh. But there's a good reason, which it, is that... It's not chess? It is. It's related to chess. It works in very similar ways to chess. But it's not... But there's a reason that a computer, I believe... No, I haven't done any research on it, but I believe that a computer has yet to beat a human in shogi. And there's very good reasons for that. Uh, because shogi is even more complicated? Yes. For one simple reason, is that after you capture a piece, you can put it back on the board wherever you want. Oh! I will say, like, maybe it's, you know, if you're trying to just sum up shogi for, you know, American kids, I suppose, like, summing it up as, like, Japanese chess, obviously still not accurate, but I guess, like, a solid quick introduction to the concept of shogi. If you say it's Japanese chess and you can turn your enemy's pieces into your pieces, there, that's that's shogi. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Because, like, that's, that's, it's what you can do and it makes it hard. Yeah. <laughs> I love watching games of it, even though I'm not very good at it. Right. And the pieces have slight differences in how they move, but it doesn't it doesn't matter because neither shogi nor chess will help you at all in net chess. Right, yeah. Because, you know, at this point, this is when Tora's own net navi Kingman also begins to do just like actual net navi attacks. So yeah, you do 
just shoot in net chess. Yeah, apparently you just shoot in net chess. We have rooks moving diagonally. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> I mean, we've gone from king to e2 to replacing one of the bishops with a battery. Right. <laughs> Ron Weasley. Is this when we want? What, is this? Is this the time you want to uh, get into? Uh, get into the game on Anarchy Chess. Um, yes, I guess so. R slash Anarchy Chess. Uh, one of you know, one of those few and far between good Reddit boards out there. Yep. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, it starts out as a regular game of chess, and then. Reddit is the opponent, and Reddit, uh-huh. like net chess, has no rules for what it can do. Right, yeah. They can do just about literally everything, including, uh, as just stated, replacing a bishop with a battery. Uh, wait, I don't know if it was a bishop with a battery, let me see. Uh... Well, some game piece was replaced with a battery. Some game piece was re- it was in the back row, replaced with a battery. The very third turn featured uh, knife to f5. <laughs> yeah, by knife to f5, we mean a knife getting stuck into the f5 base on the board. Yes, absolutely. Paper airplane to a1. Oh, I missed that one. Oh yeah, that was great. Uh, two pieces decide to go on a date. Oh, that was nice. Bahoku God. Were they from, okay, wait, were they fr- from the same team or opposite sides? Uh, they're both black. Okay. And, uh, let's see, uh, we got some of them sent to jail. We've started up a poker game, uh, by drawing two cards. We've started up a chess game on a cinder block that's completely off the board and being supervised. I thought it was a checkers game. Checkers, thank you. Checkers game yes. being supervised by a red queen. There's a third dimension that exists mm-hmm. right there's a river flowing through it i'm really curious as to like the river like what was that in the real world a bunch of blue legos oh okay i see i thought like maybe someone just actually splashed water across the board no it's it's just it's it's the river you know i see okay yes uh, okay yeah also uh there's there, there's time travel Oh, God. <laughs> also, the- f- What? Yeah, the Fire Nation attack. It, I don't remember that. I remember the, the, Shek, the, the, the Shek flag. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, we put them all in Czech, as in they are now owned by the nation of uh, Czechoslovakia. Okay. And that happened before we built the time machine, mm-hmm. and before the FBI came into existence. Oh. Yeah, you know. I didn't know they got- Yeah, so, you know- yeah, very normal chess games happening in r slash anarchy chess. Just like a very normal game of chess is happening in Mega Man Anti-Warrior. Currently, our, our boy hub is doing a single-handed handstand on one of the pawn pieces as he shoots. Yeah, just regular anarchy chess. This is absolutely standard. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, like, Lan is kind of actually picking up how the fuck chess works. And, like, part of me is like, if... He can learn chess this fucking fast without, like... It's not like Meilu is, like, actually really holding his hand and teaching him so much about it. He's kind of just, like, picking it up. 
Lan in this way is like proving to be like way smarter than usual, but then again, it it's also anarchy chess, and sometimes you know in games like this, you can pick up on the anarchy very quickly and how it all works. Lan really started to pick up on net chess when he found out that net chess really is just about shooting lemons. Yeah, you know that's yeah, yep, yep. Yep. It turns out in net chess that if you just destroy the enemy king in conventional means, you win. Yeah. So as this game is going on, Tora and Lan's like rivalry energies are growing. Tora is beginning to be represented with like a great tiger behind him. It was like he says some sort of chess attack uh, involving a tiger, and then Lan does one with with a dragon behind it. And I'm like something something Japanese mythology. Yeah. 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 Right. Like that's what that is, right? Yeah. The the white tiger, blue dragon, yada yada. Oh, okay. I didn't. I I didn't specifically note that it was the white tiger. I. You know what? I I should have noticed that because even my mobile dress-up game, Love Nikki, also made an allusion to that in a recent event. Did you ever watch Fushigi Yugi, Fushigi Yugi when you were a kid? Um, I had a friend who was into it. I watched like a handful of episodes and read the first volume of like the spin-off manga. But no, I never got really into it. But I did. I got. I knew enough to know that, like, yeah, that's what was going on. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what's going on. And I'm sure that that's like how many other Americans know about all of that to, in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I won't lie. That's how I found out about it in the first place. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure that's many many American kids like first introduction to that whole idea. Anyway, King Man, you know, he's making his final move. He's basically gonna capture Mega Man in that he's gonna move on to his space and just fucking squish him, I guess. But Lan once again pulls off a winning move with uh, sneaky mini boomers. He more or less, like, has Hub explode a little hole from him to avoid getting actually struck by King Man, I guess. Tora is salty about it. Just as Mega Man is taking aim to like take the final shot against King Man, he sees that Roll is behind him somehow and hesitates. Even though, like, a I don't think he would have actually deleted Roll or harmed her in any meaningful way if he shot her, because it's not like I don't think he was gonna shoot to kill King Man either. Yeah, and also. King Man is, like, literally right in front of her, I mean, and so, like, if Lan just had- Lan slash Mega Man just had good aim, he could just shoot King Man, and it'd be fine. Yeah, King Man's just right there. Yeah, so since he hesitates, Tora takes the win. But not completely, there's no Right, yeah, no, yeah, there's no deleting involved- and instead, Tor is going to reveal that he was just like, yeah, you did really fucking good for someone who didn't know how to play net chess. And that he's like actually being sportsmanlike about it. And in fact, there's like, you know, there's a line. I don't know, like if it's like in the original, but like in the dub, he's like, I do have a heart, you know, just don't go telling anyone about it. And I was especially sure to record that line in my compilation because that is a especially powerful tool against Dev if we're thinking, you know, in, if we're thinking in terms of like the real protoman.exe. It, it yeah. really is. <laughs> so yeah, so she, 
In the original, he first chides and then commends Mega Man and Lan for letting the opponent live and being kind to his friends. That's true, yeah. No, he does say that in the dub as well. Okay, that's good, that's Yeah, good. like, that's he's good. like, why ain't you take the shot? You could fucking hand me. And it's like, no, it's really cool of you to have been more concerned over your friend. Yeah, and his, his voice, it's a little exactly. softer. Yeah, 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 exactly. But yeah, so Shadow Man shows up, like, what the fuck? You were supposed to delete Mega Man. Shadow Man shows up like, I literally don't care. And I'm like, and I'm like, Shadow Man, did you really think Mega Man was gonna, like, get killed over this? That's another chest joke. But, like, but, but then he reveals that it's like, no, I wanted you to both kill each other, or at least, like, yep. yeah, basically, he was gonna use the both of them. The plan was to get them to delete each other, and then they didn't. Because, like, he also wants to get Ring of King Man, and then, so he's just like, well, I'm just gonna have to fucking do it myself. I guess, and he summons this, like, big old kind of frog-like monster virus, which I like as, like, a nod to Shadow Man's powers in Power Fighters, whatever the fuck the Mega Man fighting game was. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I remember that! Yeah! And, and yeah, and so... He's just stomping in here, like, Rook A4, and then he gets stomped instead. Exactly, and I'm just like, you know, yeah, Toro, you really just got yourself fucking played here, you idiot. King Man is forced to log out, uh, and Mega Man, he looks to roll, and I get excited and think this is when they do the roll fusion. Technically, that's what happens, but it's not, like, in the way that I was hoping it was. She kind of just, like, goes into Mega Man, and you see her symbol on his chest when he changes into a Lex style. Well, she's slightly shaded over him, Yeah, too. yeah, 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 yeah. She fades into him. But yeah, but it's not like the full fusion that we have to look forward to, I guess, in Access. I mean, I guess he couldn't be both electric and roll at the same time. Right, well, yeah, I mean, he yeah, is, exactly. but like color-wise. So yeah, so they sh- shoe off Shadow Man once again. And I don't remember exactly what Taurus says at the end, but my last note is shut up you soon. <laughs> Though they do all end up getting like getting into an argument of like who really won that one and everyone's just like yeah no these guys are just the same they're the same man (laughs) that is literally what everyone says Mm -hmm. they are the same person absolutely because uh what land says is that he had his pawn go forward two spaces which is going past the other pawn and like you can't take a piece in reverse when you're a pawn right but then for some reason tora took his piece and he's like holy like what's that what the heck was that and then Dora's like a google on passant and then lands like <laughs> holy hell <laughs> also also i gotta mention something from the anarchy chess game that wasn't in the animation i showed oh. you is that a cat gets involved oh, and the good. cat is pet for a turn thank god which leads us to everybody everybody wants to be a cat
the can episode. I'm so glad it's the can episode. Although, I will say, it first opens up with an electrical storm, and I'm just sort of like, oh, electrical storm? It's my boy Electman? And I mean, we do get other cat boys in this episode, but not that cat boy, sadly. However, since the spread of the cat virus was so intense, I bet we got a I mean, cat boy Electman. You know, at first, like, it, nothing looks different about Electman. <laughs> Except you start saying, yeah, yeah. What I would give to hear a lech man say, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know. Yeah, so there's this motherfucking uh, cat program that exists for some reason. And during this electrical storm, it is allowed to escape from the research lab is being studied in or created in or something. When it escapes, it apparently has, like, physical form because, like, you see its shadow looming above the city in what is, I'm almost certain, like, a great piece of ad-libbing in the dub. We hear a man shouting, hey, keep that cat quiet! And being then like, oh, God, that's a big cat. Never mind, then. That's a big, chunky boy. He's going to do some big steppy. Cuts next morning. We see Rush just out. In the world. Rush, previously a program only on the yes. web, is yeah. now in the yes. real world. Walking yes. on two feet, yes. surprising yeah. dogs, yeah. drinking tea physically, yeah. the water going down his throat. And Haruka is... she has seen worse horrors. She is dealing with it. When she gives Lan some tea and Rush is taking a sippy for himself, he's just like, oh yeah, there's the tea. It's like, there's just a dog next to you drinking it. Completely unfaithful. Hey mom, where's the tea? Oh, the dog next to you is drinking it. Like, what, man, what? Yeah, you know, they're kind of just, you know, having some tea. Lan is trying to, is sort of still kind of like, hey, what the fuck? But they're interrupted by a news report of a UFO, which Ravita explains is, in this case, an unidentified feline object. Oh, that's so good. That's better than the original. Oh, good. I was hoping that was Dove exclusive. <laughs> oh, man. That is so good. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, talking about, like, you know, people have seen, like, the shadow of a giant cat or whatever. Lan is like, so there's a giant cat and Rush is real. At first he tries to be like, oh wait, he must just be a hologram, right? But no, he reaches out and, and pets the dog. So he's just like, okay, what the fuck? Phone rings, he answers it and says, hi, you've reached Weird Central over here. It turns out it's Melu calling. She's like, oh my god, I don't know where Rush is. And Lan's just like, oh, don't worry, he's right here. And he, too, is also quickly just starting to, like, take it in stride. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, he's he's just here. He had to inherit a lot of good points from his mother. Yeah, that's true. That's one of them. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you kind of do just have to, like, accept that this program exists physically. Like, what else can you do? Ah, gosh. So Melu brings up, oh, hey, our net navvies know more about Rush than we do. We should... Probably ask them. Yeah, but oops, everyone's a cat boy and a cat girl now. They're all cats, all of them. They're all cats. Like, yeah, they got the, they got like little cat ears on their helmets. 
They've got whiskers, they've got tails, they've got the little yeah mouths. Except for guts, but that's okay. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, everyone with, like, a typical drawn mouth has a yeah mouth. But keep in mind, guts still has the ears, the tail, and the whiskers. Yes, it's very good. And they are all saying meow. Yes. Meow. Of course, in the dub, they're all saying meow. In fact, uh, one of them greets the kids with good meowing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> It's the same joke in Japanese. I'm sure, I'm sure. Thank God. And Iceman, oh my God. Yeah, no, we all just get to enjoy all of them as cats because they are all adorable. And so the kids are like, what the hell happened? And they literally just answer like, I don't know, I was just like this when I woke up. The kids are freaking out, the navvies are kind of freaking out. Wait, well, wait, hold on, I don't, I don't really, I don't want to be a cat. And I'm just like, why don't you want to be a cat? Everybody wants to be a cat. That's Disney song reference number two for this podcast episode. Uh, good job, team. We, we did it. But yeah, and so we got Rubio's reporting that, you know, it's not just the kids' navvies. Everyone's navvies is somehow a cat. And we get to see a very cute cat boy number man included. Oh, he was cute. And of course, cat frog. Yeah, cat frog, cat boy viruses, also very, very cute. Oh, they are so adorable. I want yeah. to take them all home. Yeah, like cat boy Meto is very good. Ah, and we're shown yeah and at first we think that like aki we keep being reminded that she exists we think that she's a cat girl too but no she's playing a joke she's like wearing like like cat ear headband and like a little face mask and they say she's just built different (laughs) no really that's funny no they don't say that in the dub they're just like duh geez aki you scared us so everyone's like, what the fuck are we going to do about this? And then turns out, oh, hi, dad. Nice tan. Did you have a nice vacation from more of not being a husband and father? Lance's dad is like, oh, yeah. Came home for that puss puss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate it, but thank you. you. That No, thank you. I've been sitting on it. Thank you. Oh. He's just magically home. Yeah, he's home and he talks about like or this cat program like got out that we were researching and you know we're all just like why why is there a cat program what was its purpose what was it what was supposed to be the point of it never answered never answered you know there's equally no explanation for rush oh no explanation because rush didn't get infected with the cat virus right. he's just he's he can do it no he could he yeah no there he's not infected like i mean you know that's it's just like oh he's not it, he's not gonna get infected by the cat boy virus because he's a dog which is like you yeah. know like that i can accept well enough but yeah they never explain like why he's just in the real world now well, friend, it's going to be episode number two of me saying this, yes. but uh, I guess he's the Archduke Lewis of Rockman ESC. Yeah. He can just do it. Yeah, I can't believe, yeah, we're, we're yeah, no, oh, fuck, I forgot. Yeah, so everyone's just going to be like, well, fuck it, well, uh, Lan's dad, do you know what the fuck you can do about it? He's like, well, I'll figure that out. Just as soon as I have, or it's just like, I know what we should do. Let's have spaghetti for dinner. That's what it was. That's what the line was. No, you're wrong. Oh, yeah? He specifically says Uh that they should have... 
Oh! Knees weak. Arms steady. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Oh, thank you. Thank you for correcting me. You're welcome. Because when they say mom spaghetti, yeah. our 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 brains fill in the rest. Since we already have like you know uh, interstitial music, we've done that as an interstitial once. Yeah. But... We, now and now we're we're going to be specifically stopped from doing it again. So yeah. Uh, meanwhile. We cut to the Net Rangers. They also are going to be like, oh, let's fucking do something about it. But nope, we got the Catboy Net Rangers too. Unfortunately, uh, since they, they are Catboys, although Shark Boy is also. He's a tiger shark. Yeah, I, I said Shark Boy. Shark it's okay. Boy. Once he became a cat, he, he went from man to boy. <laughs> You're right, yeah. So he's really cute. He's cute, but but uh, being a cat boy d- still does not erase his being a shark and therefore a type of fish, so the other net ranger cat boys want to chase him. Yeah. Aww, baby. Yeah. So back at home, Mom Spaghetti is being prepared by Mom, and Rush is helping yes. just, you know, physically interacting with objects, as you do. Yeah, he's helping her cook, you know, and she's just like, oh, it's nice to have your, your yeah, you're great for a kitchen helper. And I'm just like, yeah, wow, Russia's better than a husband. Yeah, because the husband's over there just typing on a laptop that does not have enough keys. <laughs> I know it's hard to animate a laptop, but the laptop is stationary. You don't need to animate it. Yeah. Make it part of the background. What are we doing? This thing has, like... Twelve keys. Look, <laughs> it's hard to draw that many keys on a laptop. Even if it's not being animated, it's hard to, like, draw the, all that much, okay? No. Well, I'm gonna give them a pass for that one. Friend, I will give them a pass if they are, like, twelve evenly spaced keys. This one has, like, three space bars. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> So yeah, Yuichou's typing away on this fucked up keyboard. Lan asks him several questions and only gets like little like grunts in response. And Lan tries to be like, hey, dad, can I have a plane for Christmas? Grunt once for yes. And Yuichou's like, absolutely not. (laughs) And I'm like, you know what? You know, I I commend you for trying, Lan. I commend the dub for adding that. That's great. Oh, is it completely silence through that whole thing? There's no joke like that happening, nope. Oh. <laughs> oh, thanks, Dub ad-living. Dinner is served. It doesn't look like spaghetti. Uh, it's technically carbonara. Oh, okay. Like, that I can believe. It kind of just, I just didn't seem, obviously I was willing to accept that it was like, you know, just some sort of pasta not with red sauce. Ramen dish or something, like not spaghetti? No. Well, no, 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 no. even just like some sort of pasta dish, like not with red sauce. But like, even from what I could see of the plates, it it didn't look like spaghetti noodles. It gave me more of an impression of like risotto or something. It's because of the pieces of bacon that were just drawn as black specks. Oh, that's true. Oh, God, I want some fucking carbonara right now. Oh, yeah. But anyway, the cat boys are becoming more cat-like than boy-like as we see poor Iceman's body just become, like, you know, much more cat-like. Yeah, I hope you noted what happens next. And specifically... I don't don't know if I did, because I don't know what you're talking about. The name of the store 
is all that balls! <laughs> I think there's like a specific store. What are you talking about? What? What? Does the dub not have them go to the ball store? No! It's, so they go to like a store to get like the ball toys for all the cat navvies? Yeah, yeah, they're in Net City, shiny and chrome, and they're going down the Navi. They're no! looking for the net. They're looking for the cat virus. They're calling out to the. Oh, okay. And no. they're looking for like places that the cat might be. And Iceman is chasing Guts's tail, and they. Okay. They come across a shop, and the shop is called All That Bubble. Okay, so okay, so this does happen. The scene does happen. I think like I kind of made like notes because like at first like there's some more dialogue regarding like Yuichiro having to figure out you know making basically a vaccine, and he's like, no, I need. Well, wait, I need a sample of the virus, and it's like, yeah, no shit, you need a sample to, of the virus to make a vaccine. That's how they work. And then they're going in Net City looking for it. They definitely don't, like, mention the store by name. Frankly, I don't know if I might have, like, missed the storefront saying the name of the store entirely. Because, yeah, I definitely don't remember that. It was in English, and I had to pause the video to laugh. Oh, yeah. Because the ball store, it's written all that, lowercase, and then big, giant, uppercase that's at least five times as tall. Balls. Oh, man. I mean, you know what? In my defense, I was probably just completely enamored with with Catboy Iceman just being cute. Oh, uh, perfectly fair. Yeah, so yeah, so they find the ball store, and they're all like, oh, I got this fight desire to play with ball. So many ball, and then Tiny Ball hops out of the store. Oh, we've lost Iceman. Yep, yep, yep. So they have to chase after Iceman. You know, forget him. We'll, we have to find the cat virus ourselves. A uh, question in the dub. Does Iceman still sound like this when he's a kitty cat? Yes. Am I your little pussy cat? Oh, I love ball. It still doesn't sound like he's doing it, but it doesn't sound as cursed as you make it sound. I make it sound worse on purpose. Okay, well, yeah. But yes, he is still, like, just using his voice. I'm sure in the original, he sounds absolutely adorable, actually. Oh, oh, friend. Yeah. He's so cute. If only. But yeah, so they're like, okay, well, we're cats now. We gotta think like cats. Where would a cat want to go? The park. So they find the cat virus, and it's a very cute little cat virus, just on the top of the jungle gym. And they're being stupid and trying to physically catch the cat. And it's like, no, you fools, you have to rig a trap to catch a cat. Or at least bring a blanket. Yeah, but no, it very much easily gets away from them. And there's a point where, like, Land tells Mega Man to use, like, a mini boomer on the cat program. But Mega Man's cat instincts tell him to just catch he own bomb because ball, and it blows him up. Because ball. Yeah. And then he looks so unhappy when he's covered with the little scorch marks yeah, and, like, he... and his ears are drooping like yeah. oh, no. and, then, and then he gets scratched up by the cat virus that's right uh, Lan tried to give him a long sword chip too but nope nope it wouldn't work because he had claws and paws mm-hmm. and then that cat yes listeners yes 
Before that cat logs out to continue the chase scene at another location, the smug look this cat gives. Smug cat! Knife cat! Knife cat levels of smugness. Smuggest cat. Yeah. Where this chase continues? In the real fucking world. Because, yeah, that's right. The cat virus also can just exist in the real world. In fact, not only does cat exist in the real world, it's fucking huge. It's a goddamn Nekozilla. It is. It is. And <gasps> the only way to fight. Yeah, so as it's going through the city, there's like a point where it kind of like tries to walk between two buildings. You know, it's kind of stuck. And you kind of see like its body glitching out a bit. And Yuichiro observes this and it's like, oh, yes, it's some, it's some sort of solid hologram. You know. You know. Solid thing made of what that's impossible dear viewers yeah. yeah it's quite impossible also the worst thing for me yeah was that the hologram starts to fizzle and pixelate yeah. as it's running into the two buildings as the alley is too small for it and yeah. i'm thinking okay so they've messed up with this hologram's pathfinding and it thinks it can't go forward because it's just going to be pixelized and destroyed the hologram will be destroyed if it keeps going forward. But no, it was the complete opposite. The hologram destroyed the buildings. Yeah, no, it, the cat manages to force its way through. Causing physical destruction. Yeah. So, what the fuck? A everyone's also kind of like, well, how, how are we going to stop a giant fucking cat? Well, we have a dog here. And, you know, at this point, I'm, like, still just recently finished up playing Bowser's Fury. I'm like, oh, just give Rush a Giga Cat Bell to make him big and fight the giant cat. Ah, uh, my brain went the other direction where I wrote in my notes, Mosuda Shia, Mosuda <sighs> Okay, uh, I'm sorry, but, like, yo, you know I love Mothra, but giant cat versus giant moth the cat would win okay yeah but i mean like i was making the connection like if the cat is gojira uh, then the opponent yes on the side of good and peace would be mosura or in this case mosurash oh there we go there you go thank you Meanwhile, Iceman basically just turns full-on cat. He's just a little kitty from DeviantArt now. Yeah. Hub is too busy playing with ball to do anything. But then Yuichiro uses a brain cell, and he reveals what his once-a-day D&D spell is. Yes. Once a day, Yuichiro's dad can just cast thunder by yelling thunder and then thunder out. Okay, okay, although before we get quite to that, I just want to first say that Land's bright idea is to, I guess, like, lure the cat somewhere. Oh, you mean where he says, I'm spanking my butt and giving you the Anabe? Yes. Uh, your mother smells of elderberries? Yes, yes, elderberries, father's cancer, yes, all that. Yeah, he's taunting the cat into following him. And then maybe that's when the cat gets stuck between the buildings momentarily, and then but then unstucks itself and is about to smush land. But then Rush, well, rushes to land's aid to save him. Oh yeah, because there was a large thing of concrete and iron rebar that was going to crush land. Yes, when the cat caused physical damage to the building, yes. 
and then like a chunk of it was about to fall on land. That's ex- that's what happened. And that's when the D and D spell happened. Yes, that's when. Yeah, the D and D spell happens. Summons lightning. Rush get big. And that's how this works, apparently. And Land in the Dub kind of has like a line of like, oh yeah, who's the big dog on the block now? Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, and essentially he tells Rush to sick him, boy. <laughs> and it's funny because it plays out like like a giant animal virus fist fight. No dialogue. Completely silent. They are just making animal sounds at one another. Yeah! And they are doing Looney Tunes. Yes, because Rush throws a punch, the cat catches it, he, like, does, like, a little non-non finger waggle with knife cat smug look on his face. And then, so he punches Rush back, Rush's face gets, like, it's, like, closing on itself. He also, like, makes a finger wag before falling over very com- comedically. Uh, but then he, yep. he gets up, reveals that he summons a bone chuck to use, and the kids are like, oh, that's cool as fuck. Mind you, he is summoning yes. an electronic object yes. oh, from right. a large glowing portal yes. in the ground. Yeah, to the, seemingly the And it becomes world. physical. Yes, yes. And it becomes giant. Yes. But it turns out to kind of just be like a, a, a rush snack. Because he eats yeah. it. And then the cat just straight up aura auras him. He does! Yeah. Oh my god, it's amazing! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is It is great. Because the cat, he he goes the aura aura, the nya 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 But then Rush counters with his own Rush Rolada! <laughs> Thank you! Ugh... <laughs> oh. So, yeah, so speaking of those fucking portals that Rush can make, he gets the bright idea to just make a giant portal to Cyberworld Hell underneath the cat. And, you know, I'm like, why? Why can you do this? Why Why is this happening? The cat, like, holds on to the edge of the chasm. And Rush, like, gives another, like, smug look and a finger wag before, right. like, finally pushing him off. Yeah, he just sends the cat straight down into Mock's pit to hell. Yes. Yep. Yep. Like, same pit. Yeah. Orange and glowy and fire. Like, it looks like like fire, so yeah, it, it's a hell portal. But there is no one. So yeah, everyone's like, okay, the cat has been caught. Let's fucking give you the vaccine. All the cat boys are still too busy playing with ball. In fact, Gutsman and, and Glide are being cute, playing with a giant ball together. Yeah, and they turn even more cat. Yeah. Because they, they have all that. Oh. oh, wait. Oh, I remember. So they send the cat back to the cyber world with the portal to hell. And so it drops back like... Yeah, it drops back in view of, like, all the net navvies. But they, when they tell the, them to, like, get the cat virus, they're, like, too busy playing with the balls. So Lan is like, how are we going to get their attention? I know, I'll use a ratty battle chip. That's what he calls yeah. it. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it looks like a cute little wind-up mouse toy. And it goes... Oh, it didn't make any cute noises in the dub. Ah, oh, too bad. Yeah, so they l- use the rat to, like, lead all the net navvies to the cat virus. 
And then when the rat disappears, Lana's like, oh, that thing stole your toy. And so they all attack the cat. They just scratch it. And it, while they're scratching it, I, I, I make a note that we hear a guts meow in it. Meow. Yeah. And then... Meow. Yeah. And then to finish it off, uh, we do actually get a Lek cat boy in the end, just not in the form of actual Lekman.exe because Hub changes to a Lek cat boy style. And they do, in fact, reanimate the style change animation yes. for the new cat book. And... I appreciate that. I I also. Yeah, so the cat virus is defeated. We do see more of the net navvies like start to have full cat bodies and we get to see Guts cat and oh, he's so delightfully chongy. Oh, he's such a chongy boy. He is. And little Iceman cat is just running in little circles around the virus. Yeah. And they're all saying nyata. Oh, that's good. Uh, luckily, the cat virus is okay. It's just put back in its little research cage or whatever. And is the research cage in reality? Is the research cage on the internet? We do not know. No, we don't know. So he gives all the net navvies the, the vaccine. Everyone is decatified. And Yuichiro just leaves. Yeah, Yuichiro just, he straight up is just like, well, I'm back to research now. And I'm just like, eh, okay, bye, Yuichiro. He makes a comment to Lan about, like, don't ever ask for a cat this Christmas. Party horror. And Lan's just like, okay, that's fine. He didn't say anything about asking for a pet lion, though. That's a good one. That's all uh, double original. Oh, good. Thank God. And so Land goes on to be like, well, everything's back to normal, or at least like my crazy version of normal. And I'm just like, Land, look at the world you live in. This, yeah, that crazy version of normal is the default. Because yes, Rush is still just able to go into the real world and he's hanging out with uh, Land and Haruka at their house. He's making the worst pasta. <laughs> Yeah, but he's but I but you know he's still doing a better job at replacing Yuichiro. He's physically there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so he's accidentally fucking up the mom's spaghetti by putting in too much pepper. But Lan is like, oh sweet, uh, you know it's cool to have Rush here to cook. And you know at this point he's got a very cute like low detail face going on with like a triangle mouth and yeah. everything. He's Maduka. Yeah. He became a gooka. And yeah, and then, so yeah, so, you know, he tastes the pasta, it sucks because, oops, too much pepper. Well, turns out being a gooka is suffering. <laughs> Thanks. The episode ends with me like, oh, looks like fun. I hope one day I can go in the real world. And I'm just like, oh, huh, baby, you'll get your chance someday. It was heartbreaking. Kind of was, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you can't ever get rid of the idea that they're brothers. And I know it's not in this continuity, but thanks to the games, it's like implanted into my brain that no, they're brothers. No, I understand. I understand. And so, yeah, those are the episodes. Those are the episodes. Yeah, I, <sighs> I didn't expect the cat episode to come up yet, but, you know, it was fun to remember that one. Uh, good to hear Scott McNeil again. Good to hear Scott McNeil. Good to learn about Anyarchy Chess. Thanks. must be swift as a coursing river With all the force of a great typhoon With all the strength of a raging fire Mysterious as the dark side of the moon
uh, one night in Bangkok. Hello? I don't know that song. Oh. Okay, no, I've never seen this before. I'm sorry. With that cut section out, um, is there any parting words you'd like to, to give, Scob? Clyde, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Podcast man logging out. Editor Scob here. My most heartfelt apology for this episode being so late. My darling Snaby Abraham has passed, and um, mourning is why this episode is late. In memoriam, please enjoy this recording that we actually got of him on while we were we were doing an episode, and uh, he gave a little sound so loud it actually got onto the tape. So here we go. Yeah, that's the sound snails make. <laughs> Thank you everyone for continuing to listen to us and we really love all of our listeners and we thank you for your time.